Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this is a place where I talk about all things kindergarten. I pick a topic for the week, and I share my thoughts, my ideas, my learning around that topic. And I love this space as a a place where I can have some reflective practice and, you know, grow as an educator and be the best educator I can be for my students. And this is actually the 101st episode of the podcast. If you missed my 100th episode last week, make sure you go back and take a listen. I asked, I answered my most frequently asked questions about centers. Usually when I post anything about centers, I get around like the same kind of questions. So I thought I would put it all into one place where I answer all those questions that I get all the time about my tabletop centers and how I run centers in the classroom and all that kind of good stuff. So if you didn't have a listen, make sure you go back and check that out. I also hosted a giveaway for the 100th episode and I was able to contact the winner of the giveaway yesterday and Um, I was able to send out the books that we were giving away and uh, yeah, it was just really exciting that I actually got to, you know, finish that up and uh, get to talk to the winner of the giveaway and all that kind of stuff. So um, again, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, make sure you go back and check that out. And I wanted to, you know, for this week, kind of dive into what I'm currently doing with vowels with my students. That's kind of where our learning is at in the classroom around literacy instruction. So I thought I would take a a little bit of a deep dive into that and talk about what I'm currently doing in the classroom. So before I go really deep into what we're doing for vowels, I'm just going to like preface this with um, I started really taking an interest in learning more about structured literacy instruction, the science of reading and putting together a really strong phonics routine for my students um, this year. Um, If you do not know what I'm talking about, I will put some links in the show notes for you about from some other podcasts talking about structured literacy instruction, talking about the science of reading. Um, But one component of that has definitely been my phonics instruction that has really, uh, you know, been a focus for me and my students this year. Um, That is just one area of our structured literacy instruction. We also, you know, do comprehension through read alouds. We also do a lot of phonological awareness activities through using the Hegarty program. Uh, one of the components was phonics and teaching that the students are that every letter has a sound and learning that sound. And we go through, we've done all of the letter sounds now. So we go through every single day, each letter and its sound. Um, we practice it using different ways. And my students are actually just getting really good at knowing letter sounds. Uh, I moved away. I used to do the letter a week model. We moved away from that this year. It kind of has been getting interrupted because of COVID and moving from online to in person. We had staggered start at the beginning of the school year. So we didn't get through the alphabet as quickly as I would have wanted to. And hopefully next year we'll be able to go through it even quicker. But we finally got through to the last letter of our alphabet. And so uh, I took a week of just, you know, reviewing letter sounds over and over again. And now I was wondering what should our next steps be? And when I was doing some writing with my students, I realized real quick that vowels and vowel sounds were definitely a sticking point for my students when they were listening to just simple CVC words and trying to differentiate between, you know, the E short sound and the A short sound. Um, They had a really hard time with a few of them and mixing them up a lot. 
So being responsive to the needs of my students, I knew that uh, kind of vowel boot camp style instruction is needed. And so that's what we started this past week snowstorm that came through so we had a shorter week last week and we're gonna have a short week this week because we have a holiday this monday so again we won't be able to go through them as fast as i would normally want to go through them um just because you know of just time constraints but i was hoping to go through and really focus on two vowels a week i got through one vowel last week we started with a and then hopefully this week i will get through E and possibly I, if not, you know, I'm not rushing my students. I want to make sure that, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this properly. And I'm going to make sure that my students really get a deep um, understanding of each of the vowels and their sounds. So I did start with A and it went really well. So I thought that I would share what I'm doing for that and exactly how I'm doing it. Because I think it's really important for other educators to even just hear what people are doing in other classrooms just to get you know ideas and put more tools in your toolbox on how you can um, teach your students the first thing i'm going to say is that i do have a vowel review slide deck that i have been using i will put a link for the show notes in that it is up in my store it's for powerpoint or google slides whichever one um, you need to use for your school board or your district or whatever i use the google slides version because that way i can easily share it with my teaching partner and we can both use it as needed but it goes through each each of the vowels a e i o u i think y is just going to be a separate like lesson all in itself so that students really get a deep understanding of why i think that's going to be probably one of my next skills that i teach my students but for right now we're just focused on a e i o u and we started with a and we started by reinforcing the short and long sound. I have taught the short and long sound to my students this whole entire time that we've been learning our letters. So the first time we learned the letter A, we learned that it has a short sound and it has a long sound. And I have a little hand movement that I do. If my hand is up in front of them in kind of like a fist motion, that's its short sound. So the ah sound would be um, with the fist. And then if I put all my hands up, like palm out to my students, it's hard to like, I'm doing it, but you guys can't see me. But um, if I put my hand out with all my fingers up, that means I'm looking for its long sound A. And so we already had that down pat, but we wanted, I'm again, reinforcing forcing that with my students and really putting a focus on it. There's visuals attached to it. So um, A has an acorn or an apple. So depending if it's a long sound, it would be acorn, apple is the short sound. And so reinforcing it with the visuals, reinforcing it with the action for the short sound, which is um, from the Jolly Phonics. Um, if you've never seen all the actions that are attached to each letter, I use the Jolly Phonics ones. And then of course, just, you know, reviewing those two sounds yet again uh we go through the i say we say you say so i say a says ah you we say a says ah and then all the kids will say it together and then you say and then the kids by themselves will say a says ah and so that's really important for reinforcing the sound but then in order to really start hearing the vowel sounds within words, I had students read CVC words um, as a whole group with us together so that we're blending the sounds together. We're seeing how it looks within a word, how it sounds within a word, all that kind of good stuff. Again, I have taught all letter sounds to my students. So they're decoding words with sounds that they already know. So I'm not like throwing in, like I'm not 
um, throwing in CVC words when we're first learning the letter A and we haven't learned a lot of other letters, like at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't do that just because um, I wouldn't ask them to try to decode a word that we haven't learned all the letter sounds for yet. So let's say there was a word and there's no visual attached to it. So it's literally just if one of the words is probably cat, I can't actually remember what all the words are. There would just be a C, an A, and a T, and I put black dots under each letter, and they would stretch out the, the word to blend it together and say the word cat. So cat, cat. And um, sometimes they're able to just like automatically read it for my, a lot of my SKs, my year two students, because um, Ontario has a two year kindergarten program. Um, my year two students sometimes were just able to read the word without having to say in each individual sound first. Some of my year two students, year one students had to say each individual sound first and then blend it together, but they're getting really good at that. I'm really proud of them. And so we use CVC words to work on the short sound, but then for the long sound, um, I put CVC E words. And this, I think, is great for a number of reasons. One, you get to work on the long sound of A, and we're still using words that are easily decodable for students, but I also get to throw the magic E in there. So, you know, uh, uh, fat becomes fate when you put that E at the end. And that E is that, um, what do we call it? The magic E or the bossy E that makes its vowel say its name, not its sound. So now instead of saying the short A sound, it says the long A sound. So now we're working on that magic E, that bossy E at the end of words as well. So it had that dual purpose of getting students to practice that as well. And they did a really great job with that. We did it over two days because there's quite a few words and slides and I don't want them to get antsy and like just check out of the whole thing. So. Um, we did short sounds and long sound words, blending the sounds together. And then as a whole group, being able to hear other students do it, I think is really powerful for some of my students that might not be ready to be blending words yet. Uh, they can hear what other kids are doing, really see the process of how they're starting to read words and start internalizing that. So even if they're not reading the words, they're still paying attention. They're still seeing the process and they're still, and they're starting to understand it. I equate it to kind of doing like a number talk. If you've ever done a number talk with your students, um, it's a really powerful way to get students to start hearing their peers and their their peers' understanding of you know math, which is translating into the same thing when I'm doing these kind of structured literacy instruction, like um, whole group lessons with my students. Of course, um, if you have students that need an extra help you would of course do this as well in small groups but this is just the the large whole group activity that I'm talking about this is done as a whole class during our morning meeting like first thing in the morning when kids first come to school so we did that for the letter a and then we're going to do all that for e i o and u as well but then once we're done doing all of the focused like instruction on each uh, vowel letter I have an activity at the end that's um an interactive activity where there's going to be, again, CVC words, but they're going to be missing that middle sound because I'm the long sound, even though I'd want my students to know the long sound, like it's not that difficult for them to know that if they hear an A in a word, they're going to know it's the letter A, right? Like it's not, it, it's not as difficult for them. It's the short vowel sounds that they have the most trouble with. So at the end, when they've 
again, reinforced all of our vowel sounds because I don't want to do anything until I've really explicitly taught them. We're going to do some CVC, uh, CVC words um, together where the missing there's a missing vowel sound or a missing vowel letter in the middle of the word that they have to add into it. And it's kind of like a little interactive activity where they can drag and drop the correct letter to spell out the right word. And um, I haven't gone to that yet. We're just on A. So in a couple weeks, we should get to that CVC activity. And I'm hoping that's really just going to put like a bow on that skill and really help them understand and master those vowel sounds. So that's currently where we're at in our understanding of phonics and where we are with our structured literacy instruction. I often get asked for a scope and sequence and I know there's not really a scope and sequence that, you know, everybody has to follow. I feel like um, lots of different programs, lots of different people have different scopes and sequences and, you know, they all have different reasons for having the scope and sequences that they do. But for me, I think that being responsive to the needs of your students is always really important. So I'm being responsive right now and I'm going through the vowel sounds again because I think that's definitely what my students need. And after I'm done that, it's probably going to be a focus on the letter Y and the different sounds that the letter Y can make and having and developing that clear understanding with my students because the letter Y can be tricky depending on where it is in a word. So we wanna make sure that um, we're having some really great conversations um, with my students around that, some really great teaching opportunities for my students around the letter Y as well. And then afterwards, I'm pretty sure I'm going to move on to digraphs, which are the SH, the CH, the TH, the two TH sounds and the WH. Um, I've some of my students have already noticed those sounds on our word wall, so we've already been practicing them, but we'll go into it a little bit deeper and, you know, have that explicit instruction moment um, instead of it being just like a passive instruction where it comes, whereas like there's sometimes like things just come out naturally when you're doing any other kind of lesson where you're like, oh, I can take this moment to do a little bit of teaching about this because, you know, it's coming up in this moment and that happens a lot as well, but I want to go back and make sure that they have a great understanding of digraphs. So that's kind of been my sequence of instruction this year. Again, this is my first year really um, taking a deep dive into the science of reading and, uh, and the phonological awareness skills and the phonics skills and having that in explicit instruction around uh, structured literacy instruction. So not that I didn't teach phonics before, but it was not as structured, I would say, um, as I have been taking it this year. And so I think that next year, I, you, know, you always build on skills every year. So next year, I think I'll be even better at teaching my students um, these skills and we'll be able to go through them a bit faster because I'll be more confident in my abilities and their abilities. And <laughs> we'll be able to, you know, really get moving with these these skills so that students can you know start reading and writing uh independently a lot more because this year um i guess it's been you know part of the pandemic has i don't want to say left some kids behind because that's i don't want to say the word behind because they're not behind but they uh need a little bit more time to internalize all these skills and to practice these skills just because they haven't had the exposures that they would normally have had in previous uh, school years. 
So it's just, you know, making sure I'm taking my time to provide the student, my students with what they need. And I think next year with, I'm going to put this in quotes, the return to normalcy, hopefully, I'm knocking on wood. I'm thinking that students will have a, a better time um, catching on to these skills and we'll have more consistent school days that we, we have all students at school and we're all learning together. So that's currently where we're at. We're with vowels using CVC and CVCE words again. I put together a slideshow. I like when I'm teaching, if I have to teach something in a very structured way and making sure that I'm hitting on everything that I need to hit on with my students, I need, I like to have a good slide deck in front of me or have a good like lesson in front of me or something. It just, or else I forget halfway through what I'm doing. As you can probably tell from a po my podcast episodes, I do forget what I'm doing like halfway through. And so I wanna make sure that I'm hitting on all the points. I like having visuals and the visuals that I use on my slide decks are the same visuals that I use in my uh, classroom for our sound wall. They're the same visuals I use um, for our like tabletop um, alphabet charts. They're the same visuals that I use for, I have like these little flashcards that we use for letter sound review. I like having that consistency where the students know wherever they look, it's going to like, A is going to have an apple and an acorn that they know to look for that to help them. And it's a tool that they can use in our classroom. So I do have that slide deck. If that is something that you're interested in, I will put it in the show notes for you. You can take a look at it or even if it's just to like put a visual to what I am talking about right now, because I know it's sometimes hard to like picture what somebody is just trying to say through a microphone <laughs> anyways um so yeah that's currently what i am working on with my students around literacy instruction if you have any questions please make sure you reach out to me hopefully this podcast episode made a little bit of sense and helped you kind of picture or you know, come up with your own plan of action for teaching vowels to students. Um, if you have any questions about any of it, please let me know. You can always find me over on Instagram. I'm at Creative Kindergarten Blog on TPT. If you just start typing Creative Kindergarten, I should pop up. But again, I put that in the show notes for you. You can also find me on Facebook or my blog. Uh, there's a little contact me button on my blog that sends me an email if you'd like to go um, through that way. But yeah, I want to thank you so much for joining me for my 101st episode of the podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to my podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so that you are notified whenever I put out any new episodes on Tuesdays. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me and I will talk to you all next time. Bye. <laughs>